When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Real quick, before we get going, in the spirit of the holidays, I would kindly request that you go on to the podcast listening app of your choice, if you have not already. Like, rate, and review us. Um, If you would like to donate to Rashawn's obscene Christmas stocking mm-hmm. uh, buying addiction. We mm-hmm. do actually have a, an account now on buy me a coffee. It's <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. It's running him ragged. He's, he's inches away from living on the street. <laughs> Their apartment is covered in Christmas stockings. Please help us. And he's on the naughty list this year. Boy. Has he ever not been? Honestly, probably not. What's up, everybody? Hey, What's man. up? What What you guys been up to? What you been watching? Well, me and Rashani, mm-hmm. we watched Bones and All. The first time I'd heard about that movie and saw the posters and about 10 seconds of the trailer, I thought they were vampires. I thought it was a movie about vampires. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense, I think. Did you guys like it, though? Was it a good movie? I liked it. Rashawn did not. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think there was like pieces of it that hmm, like tilt my head a little. But overall, I think it was a cool concept where cannibals on a road trip that fall in love. Like that's really just that's really just it. But I think now I'm like at an age where these people who are like a good 10 years younger than me, like watching them fall in love feels a little weird Mm -hmm. like i can't really connect so i feel like there is a there was like a little bit of that going on but again like overall the concept to me it was cool for what it's worth chalamet is 26 yeah but he looks like a babe like he's literally (laughs) 96 pounds he's very little we talked about this (laughs) we did um speaking of movies Rashawn didn't like Lacey and I saw The Menu. I love this segment. This is, we just start every episode like this. Can um, we make a little jingle? Rashad needs a damn break. Yeah, go for it. Make a jingle. <laughs> uh, one, two, three for real. Uh, did I say that right, Rashad? Do not. <laughs> Lacey, this is interesting because Lacey and I loved The Menu. Both loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things from who? I feel like Josh and I are the only people who liked it. Uh, I had a few coworkers that were like, "It was mm-hmm. okay." Rashawn yeah. and and frequent collaborator Sam, you all know, did not like it. It would have been a, it would have made a pretty good episode actually, but it's too far gone. We got too big of a list to go through. Um, suffice to say, see it yourself. Check it out. I don't know. I, I don't want to get too into it because Sam and I got into it one morning for like 15 minutes shouting match in the living room. I literally walked out of therapy and if you know me, you know that if I go to therapy, I'm going to cry. So mm-hmm. I come out of therapy in my bedroom, very puffy and teary. And Sam and Josh are like full volume screaming at each other about why the other person is wrong about the menu. I just walked God, quietly to the kitchen and made my coffee. <laughs> it's like I'm not. I definitely want to fuck And this is isn't that what great art is supposed to do? Yeah, that's why we made a whole podcast about it. Yeah. No, Rashani saying no. No. Yes, I agree. That's why we're here. But it's he he disagrees that it's great art. He didn't uh, like it. I would not have mentioned this at all because it's Christmas <laughs> and I was trying to be nice and I know that 
My two friends loved it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, so we're talking about the movie and not each other. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great commentary on passion and consumption on all levels, but because I am an artist, it really resonated with me as far as um, consumption of art and the artistic life and path. I was just a good time. I, I think the trailers do it a big disservice. I think the trailers are lead people to think it is more horror or thriller based. Um, and I think it's much more a social commentary movie. I wouldn't even call it a horror, but I know it's being marketed and I think being listed as a horror, but I don't, I think that does it a disservice. I think that not that you're one of those people or something, but I think it causes people to go into the movie ready for one thing and mm -hmm. giving them something else. And I think that is to its detriment. I, so if you haven't seen it yet, don't expect a horror. Okay. Yeah. I actually surprising. I mean, that trailer played so many times in oh, the past mm -hmm. few months. I, I didn't go in thinking it was going to be bones and all, you know, um, but um, we'll talk because uh, I saw this, um, see how they run and next week's movie all in the span of a few days. Oh, goodness. So I'm commentary out, but we'll talk. We'll talk next week. <laughs> okay, well. It won't well. be Christmas next week, bitch. <laughs> Yikes. Um, can I say something nice? Can't yes. believe you didn't like see how they run. Yeah. I think I I'm one that. of ten people that have watched Disenchanted. I know people have a lot of feelings about it. It is not enchanted, but it is just really sweet. It rings true to the original Enchanted story. I think it pays homage in great ways to Enchanted and then to the million of different Disney movies that it references. Amy Adams is acting for her life in this movie and it took twists that I did not expect but it's just sweet. Like it's a good time. Um, any other movies you want to mention Rochelle? There's a few that I'll probably be talking about in a few weeks but I saw After Sun. This is a movie starring Paul Mescal from Normal People. I believe it's like a feature debut, Charlotte Wells. And um, it's about a father and his daughter on vacation. And that's all I really want to say. The rest of the movie just kind of has to be experienced. Um, not that there's any huge twist or anything or, or a big spoiler alert, but it's just one of those movies that you have to watch and let kind of like Drive My Car, the way I felt about Drive My Car last year. You just kind of let it wash over you, and, and um, it's not really like a plot-heavy movie. It's just all emotions and, and feeling, and um, yeah, it's kind of a gut punch of a, of a movie once it's finished. So is Paul Mescal playing the dad? He is. He's a very young dad. Um, he's he's young. playing like 30-ish. His daughter's 11 in the movie. Well, it, it works. Yeah. They kind of, they comment on how young he is, and, and there's a lot of playing with time in the movie so it, it kind of works out okay. it, it doesn't look jarring that. but yeah I enjoy. all right y'all tis the season what are we fighting about today josh once again we <laughs> on this mic to talk about another iteration of the fucking christmas carol tis the season bitch uh-huh this season <laughs> On Winston and Father Attack, we are fighting about like a Christmas Carol. Spirited. Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out, sit. So, out of all the people on the planet, murderers, people who do gender reveal parties, I'm the guy you're gonna haunt. You know what? Forget it. I told you, the guy is a level twenty man in the Dickens. Come on, I can take this guy. I'm your ghost of Christmas present. La 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 la! I'm not watching your dramatic reencrapment. Hey, I'm haunting you. You can't just run away from me when I'm haunting you. Hello? I believe he can be a positive force for mankind. And he's got his hands all over everything. Yeah, I wish. Maude, are you texting HR? No. People don't change. We got a runner! Oh! 
just fun to watch. I'm here to change him to being a more positive force for humanity. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> Clint. Spirited <laughs> is a 2022 musical comedy, as Mella mentioned. Nice. Don't recoil. It is a musical comedy. Is that what they wrote? <laughs> Uh, another retelling of A Christmas Carol, this time uh, from the point of view of the ghost of Christmas present, uh, as it follows the ghosts and the uh, machine that makes these hauntings tick as they try to redeem a person they deem unredeemable. What a sense. It is directed <laughs> and written by Sean Anders, also written by John Morris, starring Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, Sunita Mani, Patrick Page, Lauren G. Woods, and Tracy Morgan. Look. <laughs> what? I knew from the moment this trailer came out that I was bringing it to the pod and that at least two of you weren't going to like it. Just from the trailer alone. So far, one of those things is true. And I would venture to guess in the next ten minutes, the second thing is going to be true. And you know the third thing uh, that is true? Mm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we know we know we know Josh. this movie was fun this movie was really sweet and this movie was genuinely story-wise no not mess. the most what's it mm-hmm. what'd you say <laughs> wasn't a mess it was very simple it wasn't the most daring or outlandish change of the christmas carol format but it was enough to keep me interested because your boy has seen plenty oh christmas carol i liked it i had fun with it there are things that i'm sure i'll agree with you both on but ultimately i had a good time if you have apple tv plus it's streaming it's right there you're sitting around with your family you're bored on december 22nd you're sitting around anytime in the next three days you're bored with your family throw this on easy lacy Oh, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, honey, this was not a good movie. Not a good movie? No. No? It what was, made it not good? It was <laughs> the big turning point for Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is the death of a child. Yeah, that's Christmas Carol. Not just the death. A suicide. Jesus Christ, it's Christmas. <laughs> That's a Christmas carol. The suicide thing is pretty dark. Yes. I mean, spoiler alert, everybody. It's a Christmas carol. Yes, but this is very, that is a very dark, very different choice to make. And I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy that choice. Overall, I thought the musical numbers were very cute. I loved the the twist that they made about uh, you know an unredeemable and um what that means to Will Ferrell's character without any spoilers. Oh, it's too late. Yeah, okay. if you're listening to this episode, Rajan, watch the movie already. Play a spoiler tag, but like just two seconds of it. Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they don't even say together in the end. I liked that Will Ferrell was Scrooge reincarnate and, you know, trying to... I, I thought that was a really great way to reinvent the story. Um, it just felt a little messy. It felt a little, um, uh, we'll get into it more. It, it just didn't feel like, I, I wanted there to be more heart in it. Um, and this felt very like, let's just get it out there. Let's just do it. Let's make it. No, I disagree. Mm. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, a th- it's a thumb like 75% down. No, you didn't have to say that. We already knew. Uh, Mel, talk to me. Did we know this was a fucking musical? Yeah. That was like, I they, did. I Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds posted about it all the time. I was unaware. 
I have been seeing the poster to this movie in front of my store, like, for the past month. Had no idea. They're fucking tapping on the poster, lady. No, they're, they're like, they look like they're, like, like <laughs> fucking ice skating. Speed skating? <laughs> well, it's, like, Christmas, ice skating, whatever. Um, Why is it a musical? What? What the fuck? It's not that the music in it is bad. The, the, the dancers are fucking dancing in Lacey's terms, their tits off. So <laughs> that is that is good. But the story itself, there's like three or four different plots that I feel like they're like, okay, so this is a Christmas carol. We've all seen it done before. How do we switch it up? And then they all wrote something different down and they're like, fuck it, let's do them all. And like make a movie of it. They're not even that complicated comp they're all like contained they all revolve around but why so fucking many like just there's like three one. there's like three he's, he's scrooge and then yes. it's like he's he's also like we're getting to see like the inner workings of the ghost like that's a new thing and then like the story is also about like him not being scrooge anymore and now he's like the main character and then R- ryan reynolds like causes suicide like there's just like so much that that's just part of the christmas no, and I'm not saying I want to read. You're about to be like, and then we weirdly go to the past, and then for some reason we like jump ahead to the future. What are you talking about? No, it's a Christmas Carol. I'm saying I don't want a retelling of the Christmas Carol, but choose fucking one. When it first started, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like it, it felt very like the Santa Claus to me, where we get to see like what happens at the North Pole and how everyone's kind of catering to Santa and that very important day, but. Then it just took a fucking turn. It just was a mess. It's a fucking mess. And we can get into it. It was a mess. This is a thumbs thumbs down. Rashawn's chomping at the bit. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Joshua. Uh Uh-huh. Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah. One One of my favorite people in the world. Well. Take it. That's what she said. (laughs) can you stop can you stop i have told you that i do not like a christmas carol i'll stop bringing them in when they stop getting you stop (laughs) stop bringing them in when they begging you getting made from the depths of my soul to stop making me sit through this i get it he's bad he sees a ghost he's not mad anymore I get it. You I got it. I think needs to see a ghost this year. <laughs> <laughs> if he's hot, send him my way. I won't be asleep. <laughs> oh, God. It's the way things ought to be. So your pitch becomes compelling. Selling more than just a tree. It's a symbol of your values. It's your ethics and your cause. You can't either be fake like the trees they make or take a stand for Santa Claus. We're bringing back Christmas. We're bringing back cheer. We're bringing back cozy nights. Those twinkly lights, the glow of yesteryear. Now it's some slight manipulation, but it's what we've got to do. See, we need some confrontation, or your message won't get through. We're bringing back decency. We're bringing back Christmas. And that means the piney scent of a real authentic tree. Classic and Paul are probably my biggest takeaway. I just love their music. You either hate it or you love it. I love it. I love they what make they a do. catchy fucking jingle, dude. They can. They're just very good at what they do. I don't mind that it's a musical because goodness gracious, give me something fresh. But like what Mel and Lacey said, they gave me something fresh like eight times, and I was just like, okay, we have another <laughs> wrinkle in the story. <laughs> There's like three wrinkles. What are we talking about here, people? After that, after three wrinkles, you need an iron. Like you can't just walk around with a fully wrinkled shirt. Like, <laughs> Watch gotta, me. Gotta yeah, straighten we, we, it out. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what I'm wearing. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. And for someone that doesn't like a Christmas Carol, it's it's too. It's like my head exploded. I was like. Ah. Fuck! It's an hour in, and we haven't even gotten to the ghost visiting yet. It's almost like, like this, what? like a large attempt. No, not an attempt. It's like a 
It's a big swing. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't. See, I feel like it was not a big swing, though. Like, how my, is it, so how is it safe and messy at the same time? I don't understand. Messy doesn't mean it's a big. It's a big risk. It's a big. It's a big choice. It just means that it was thrown together. Mm-hmm. What she said. My issue. Listen, today on my drive. I went back in our catalog and I listened to our elf episode for fun. Um, (laughs) I was, I wasn't on that episode. You sure were. Um, but we're not talking about that right Something that was really missing for me in this movie was the Christmas magic. There was something very just, not exciting in everybody who was in the film. Like nobody was had that Christmas glow to them. And they were all Christmas ghosts. They were all, you know, part of this big, it's the biggest day of the year. I love Will Ferrell. I love him so much. But he was Will Ferrell in this. He wasn't Scrooge. I love Ryan Reynolds. He wasn't Whatever his name. He was Ryan Reynolds. He was Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Like, this very much, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but for the first, I want to say, like, 60% of it, I was like, it's really sweet. They did this for their kids, so their kids have something holiday-y that they can watch that they're both in, that they're in. But then they start saying dick and fuck and And killing kids. so bizarre. (laughs) It's bizarre. Like, maybe they didn't do that for the kids. Yeah. I'm so I confused have, about who this was for. Will, I had the exact same Will Ferrell already did Elf for when his kids were young. Now his kids are grown up. Okay, Dick Ryan's aren't. Ryan's are all bibbies. <laughs> Ryan's got like six kids. They're different ages. They're three and she's pregnant <laughs> with the fourth. And they're That's little. Close enough. Not all of them. Yes, well, they it's are. Gotta be at least. Uh, what's the term? A toddler, a toddler. not a, a nine-year-old, a baby. Past toddler now. Term. <laughs> term. Uh, to piggyback off Lacey, it's. I don't mind a holiday movie from a cynical viewpoint. They like comment on a Christmas Carol. We've seen it. We know it. I was like, oh, okay, hi, friends. But then commenting on it is not doing anything just because you call attention to it doesn't mean that you did something fresh do you know do you want to know why you don't mind holidays from a cynical viewpoint because i'm a cynic that's fine but i but i i (laughs) i don't mind sugary sweet shit like i i don't at all but they didn't decide which one they wanted to be yeah and that was confusing to me be happy, happy Christmas movie, or be bad Santa. Mm. But they were like a a mix in the middle. I never like, oh, once that sister storyline. Jesus Christ! Oh my God, the wig. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that segment later because later. I have some things to say. I don't even know who you're talking about. Um, Okay, so uh, this is news to me because watching this, I didn't think, I never once was like, this is raunchy or that, that never even clocked in my head. If you would ask me just now if I thought it was like too adult or there were too raunchy jokes, I can't even think of that many. I don't, I won't say it's like as far as like raunchy and, but like, like there know, is little things where he like flips off the camera and he does say like, suck my dickens or something like that. That whole thing. So there's like things where I'm like, yeah, if I was watching it with my family and there was kids there, it would probably like go over their heads. But I think it's also, I had the thought too, like, is this for the whole family or is it for just us? Like it was that weird, I don't really know who these jokes are for. What if, what if this is a movie, a Christmas movie? That is also just a movie. It's not trying to be a Christmas movie for the kids, or it's not trying to be a Christmas movie for adults and cynics like Bad Santa. What if it's just a movie that happens to be a Christmas movie? You know, you don't no, you don't go no see way. No you way. don't go see fucking a Titanic, and you're like, is this for kids? Mm. You're trying to tell me an adaptation of a Christmas Carol? 
It's just a movie. <laughs> it's it's a Christmas movie that is also a movie. You know what I mean? I can't watch another Christmas Carol movie. And I I'm, can't watch. If they make more, we're watching. <laughs> no, we're not. We, yes, we and are. I can't watch Ryan Reynolds do this shtick. Ryan Reynolds longer was not too bad in this in terms of like being Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. I thought he was pretty good in this. I mean, it was like turned down a notch, but it's still there. It's the Ryan Reynolds thing. I love Deadpool. It works for Deadpool. But after a while, it's like, baby, the wheel is broken. Take it off the car. <laughs> what is it about it? Is it like the voice? Is it his voice? Is it his like candor? The, the rhythm eh. of his jokes? I don't even know his name. I'm just like, oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Because it's always the same. It's always Clint. exactly the same. Right? Right? Yeah, um, I think it's Clint. Clint. Shit, so close. Clint. Yeah. So it's just kind of like. All right, like we've seen this before. We already know how he's going to say. We've state seen the proposal. The we've seen, like. See, I don't. I disagree. I think he's different in like something like the proposal in this, and I think it helps that he's an antagonist in this. I don't know. I think he did. I think it was nice. I I kind of agree with Josh. Yeah. I I, I do think he's a little different. You I, agree with Josh about Ryan Reynolds in this? In terms I of know. comparing him to like, uh, you know. It's just Ryan Reynolds. I detest Deadpool. And I, I think he's... <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's not DDL here. He's not He's not giving us There Will Be Blood. But I think he's different. I think he's going for the Scrooge archetype. That is whatever this movie fits. And he just happens to throw a few Ryan isms. Reynolds-isms in there. We can, uh, we was, can take them out. We can get them all out. I just well, I mean that's what, but that's what people pay to see. That's and that's what I mean. People, he's gotten by on it so far because people love that shit. But me, I'm ready to not see it anymore. See, and a, a critique I have that is contrarian to what Lacey said. Lacey, you said it was just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell, right? You said that. One of you said that. Yeah, I Lacey, did. Yeah. And I disagree. I wanted more just... I wanted more Will Ferrell. I think this movie could have been funnier. If I had to critique something, I think it could have been funnier. And and if... Because if Will Ferrell isn't going to act, act... Stranger Than Fiction. Book? Yeah, Stranger Than Fiction. If he's not going to act, act... Let it rip, Will. Give me some. Give me some Will Ferrell screams. He got. He had one in this, and it's like it's funny. I don't know. He had two. I agree he had a with few. That. He had a few because I laughed and yeah. every like, time you can't not you. laugh at Will Ferrell screaming. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Let it rip. That's what I mean. I wanted. A, I wanted a little more. If you're gonna. If you're gonna have. If you're gonna tease it, just let it rip, man. Be Will Ferrell. The feeling and the tone that they're doing at the end of the song. That or sorry. The ending song of the movie. Tracy Morgan with the body double and everyone's just kind of being silly. That's fun. The cut I, song? <laughs> huh? The cut song? Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was the tone of the whole movie because it really isn't. If it they let Will Ferrell do his whole thing, they added in the raunchy jokes where it's just like, okay, if you have it on, it's for the kids or it's not. But I felt like it was tiptoeing the line between being a safe holiday movie for the for the whole family and not and also like the musical numbers just seem kind of like we gotta do this song but not necessarily because we're singing because we feel it i'll say it did seem like they cared more about some songs than others mm -hmm. i'll say that mm -hmm. good afternoon they were having the time of their life right. that's a great that song. song yeah and they were Good Afternoon was like the highlight of the movie. Like that's the movie I wanted. Mm -hmm. And and there was other songs that I think they kind of cared less about that. And maybe it's because they had less choreography, so they spent less time on them. But I'll, I'll concede in that part in that there were definitely songs I think that... Jacob, they please. I can't explain it. But if I could just change this guy, maybe I'll... What? Maybe you'll what? Oh, no. No. There's no need for a whole big number here. No. No spotlight. Gary, kill the spotlight. Every day I wake up with a single dream running through my head. Look, I have another meeting I'm actually late for. To throw a tiny stone into a mighty stream and watch the ripples as they spread. Redeeming an unredeemable is nearly impossible. But if you promise to stop singing, 
You can have your pop. Oh, really? Great. Thank you. That's you know yeah. how you get more of the will is that you focus in on one plot point, which is Scrooge is now a ghost. That is a whole movie. That is a whole ass movie. And they just drop it like a twist on General Hospital. What? So then what would you what would you guys take out? What of these Everything spider else. what of these spider web of plot points would you take out? <laughs> just have it be that. So Good. like would 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 Marley still run this machine and kind sure. of be dastardly? Sure. Yeah, but, I, I, but I think crush. by trying to make him and Ryan main characters, they both have main character arcs that all have storylines. And we we see both their past and present and future. For both of them, that's too much stuff. That's and, and then that's, we got some songs. No, because they're the Scrooge of the past and the present and the future. That's you see, that's why. That's stupid. That's why you see both, because they're the Scrooge of the past on the present. And then, uh, Ryan, uh, someone, the Christmas past is fucking somebody. Somebody wants to fuck Octavia. There is like, just like, damn. what? That what is the is one going on. I'm also like confused by it because she was like, I mean, I've been a ghost forever. I haven't been laid in forever. But he's real and she's a ghost and they did it. And then yeah, they're both ghosts at the end, and they're kissing. And yeah, she's pregnant now. In the musical number, doesn't she have a belly? I didn't see that. <laughs> maybe, maybe leave that part out. But I'm pretty sure I saw a belly. <laughs> I could have sworn. I don't know. But it is the end song, so maybe it's something they were gonna put in, and mm. they didn't. They can be solid. When they're interacting, and especially ghost on ghost, they can be solid. It's just I don't I don't mind any. Of that. I like all the I don't. Know, you don't have to explain it to me. If they want to fuck, they want to fuck. Rashawn, but will, Rashawn doesn't do physics on this on this podcast. I don't do physics. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta you gotta just give me one, like her and Ryan. Cool, Octavia and Will. Huh? Not a match. What? Not not a match. What? You like that part? Like what? Octavian Will. I thought it was sweet. I I thought it was sweet, and I let I loved their little song together. I wish real. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had let her sing in her higher register a little more, because the moments that she did it sounded so pretty. Let's talk about it, Ryan Reynolds. Excuse me. Like <laughs> the producer's so pissed right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's uh, Ryan Reynolds subplots. Which which one? Where would you like to start? <laughs> the sister. That's it. It's just niece and that's it's all one. It's and it's, the brother. It's what? Scrooge's family. It, that Scrooge's family or or Cratchit's family, which is Scrooge's family in the original. Sure. So is Tiny Tim. The sister or the niece? Tiny Tim is his niece. Yeah. Okay. That sends the video. It's just a difference that Tiny Tim is the one who dies in Mm -hmm. Christmas Carol. And Joshua Gibbons, is that his name? He is the one to kick the bucket in this one. Oh. Just uh quite a a bold move. Right. Very good. Could have just stuck stuck to the original and have it be Ryan, Ryan Reynolds dead. Well, Tiny Tim dies. That, it's, it's, mm-hmm. isn't, that's another big thing. That's what pushes him over the edge is because Scrooge, <clears throat> Tiny Tim is the only one that can kind of get to Scrooge. Right. And Scrooge sees what his actions do to Tiny Tim, the one person that he actually like has sympathy for. And that is kind of the breaking point. So um, what? Does his niece die? Sure. Maybe. I, I mean, they killed his sister. Yeah. That's crazy. This movie is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, the sister being on her deathbed would have been enough. Like, I, I don't think they needed the whole plot of, like... But that's in the past. You need something like, you have to change your actions or XYZ is going to happen. XYZ happens to be this chain of events 
which I think is a not terrible, not even commentary, just sort of marker and notice of, especially in in teens, online culture and like not realizing there are repercussions to things. I don't think it's a terrible showcase of that. It's it's not the problem with that whole plot is not really like the Instagram part of it all. It's really just by the time they show you what is actually happening and you're like holy shit this killed this kid killed himself. It's like so fucking jarring because of the movie we've just been watching. It's a very very sensitive subject already to breach and discuss and show and talk about and then you frame it towards a child in this movie that I went into this movie expecting to have a good Christmas time yeah 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 it just doesn't seem it's just out of place so did Tiny Tim (laughs) yes but Tiny Tim is set up from the beginning we know he's ill we know it's out of his control we know that it's a consumption and it is because <laughs> what is the consumption milk? Um, where you cough up blood, like in uh, Moulin Rouge, tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, it. tuberculosis. Yeah. yeah. What are you saying, guys? I don't know. It just it was it went so far. I didn't. I I like. I'm on the opposite side of it. Is in that I liked that we were getting storylines for both Will and Ryan, and I let. I think. As far as A Christmas Carol goes, Ryan's storyline makes perfect sense, especially in a 2022 lens. I just think it went too far. It went way too far. Yeah. Did you check out some of those messages? They're crazy. (laughs) They were insane. (laughs) For the record, I didn't like you to begin with. But that's fucking, that happens. I know it happens, but it happens in a different mood, like a completely different mood. Like we're not invested enough in his niece to be invested in mm-hmm. his rival her rival to give it a little credit like the message of the movie is your actions good or bad make a ripple and they affect so many people beyond you like i get that but it's not it's not the focus of the movie enough for us to really be like oh man he completed suicide and and like that that has so much weight and then he doesn't even get to right the wrong. Octavia does. And so you're just like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. So his real redemption comes then in saving Will. Like, it's not even like that About huge, the... dark, major plot point is not even something. Well, he tried. He was on his way to. And I think I think that yeah, was. Yeah, but then he turns also... around right afterwards and he's like, I mean, I'm not redeemed, though. Like, I would. I'm. I would maybe feel bad for a week and then I go back to doing my same shit because I know myself. Well, he was lying. You, you, it's shown later on that he was. that's a lie. He is redeemed and he's just trying to put on a front and be tough. Hmm. That's fair. I think the ending with, with the niece is proving that Octavia is redeemed too. That like, you know, she we, we hear about how, you know, she's better than this, she's better than this, but you never see it. She always breaks down in the end and does whatever ryan reynolds wants and then at the end she stands up for herself fixes what she's broke and then quits mm-hmm. so you get a little wrap up for octavia's arc too look at all these arcs ending nice with a nice little red and green bow <laughs> she's yeah. she's the cratchit right more or less yeah i would take for the most part yeah she's mm-hmm. cratchit i think i think the uncle gets a little uh, his brother gets a little bit of that mm-hmm. but i'd say she's Oh, I liked the brother. I liked the brother, and I liked the sister storyline. I feel like that. <laughs> what? Rashawn did not want that character in the movie. The uh, brother? Oh, like anytime he hit the scene, he's like, "What's going on? Why?" No, I I love the actor. <laughs> it's just like, why is he in that? Why is he in that wig? Leonard That's Skinner attached wig. to the fucking beanie. <laughs> It's just like okay, the the niece and the social media stuff is a breaking point, but then he like abandons his sister, doesn't agree to take care of his niece, puts it all off on his brother. I didn't understand why his brother had to look like that. 
No idea. He's blue collar, you know? Fuck. So are we, dude. I know. I'm like, in the field. Just put him in some dickies and call it a day, man. Mel, play that jingle. Talk to me. I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. I didn't know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. (laughs) But it's a wig. This wig, mama. I... What did they do to my girl Octavia? <laughs> she couldn't. It got just... better. It got better. No, it, it didn't. It didn't. It's dead. You she even couldn't... said. You're like, oh, that wig's better. One wig was better, and it was covered in Rudolph the Red Dove's reindeer antlers. You couldn't see the, the fake scalp on it. <laughs> it was a better wig. It was a better wig. I have uh, said this time and time again. Where's the budget going with the wigs? <laughs> Do you, according to IMDb, did you, have you seen what the estimated budget is? No. This is just according to IMDb, so I don't know. Okay. A hundred million dollars. We couldn't get we couldn't get a thousand for a wig. We couldn't get we couldn't. two grand <laughs> for a wig Lord. for a, a couple wigs. Okay, well Ryan, Will, Octavia probably took up like half of that at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Classic and Paul probably took like another quarter. Mm-hmm. The CGI wasn't bad at all. I thought it was all pretty good. Mm-hmm. There was some really creepy stuff like with the chains mm-hmm. falling through the table. I thought it was really cool. Patrick yeah. Page's song was great. Mm-hmm. It's Patrick yeah. Page. I wish we had gotten a full number of that. Yeah. I was I was a little pissed when they cut off the one Broadway star song. I was a little pissed off. But so, that's maybe a bit. So and then there was uh five dollars for the wigs <laughs> to bring it all back. Uh, well, how much for how much for Joe Tippett's wig then for the brother? Uh, one fifty. The dollar store. <laughs> I they, know. They like, told him to bring that from home. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> hey, if you have any leftover wigs like from the past years, just bring it. We'll see. We'll work with it. Can you I... see what what Mayor of Easttown is not using anymore? Can yeah. You just like grab it. Oh my god, that was him. Mel caught it. I did not catch it at all. Yeah. It just seems disrespectful. <laughs> I I just I will continue I don't understand. I don't know who we can talk to, but if anyone finds a one eight hundred number, please. Is it about is it about buying a wig or is it about getting the correct hair and makeup staff to dress up, apply, and I guess find the correct wig. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's that. I don't think the person applying the wig knows that it's a bad wig. Imagine tomorrow you're like, hey, I got to do wigs for this Netflix movie. You're not going to sit there with the wig in your hand and be like, yeah, this is good quality. I don't fucking know. I barely exactly. know. We get on this mic and you're like, I have a dig with a wig. And I'm like, someone's wearing a wig? <laughs> like, I- <laughs> Exactly. And I feel like that is how I feel when I see these wigs. Like, did they just grab any guy off the street or any woman off the street and just say, fuck it, put a wig on them? Because at the the um, the one at the end, when she's like all happy and it's pinned back, Jesus Christ. That it's, one. it's like on the top of her head. That what one is that I happening? did notice. Yeah. yeah. And Rose Burns wig at the beginning. Awful. Why? She couldn't just have a messy bun. Um, the sister's wig. Huh? It's giving Reagan from The Exorcist. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Fine. So bad. Do better, Hollywood. This has been Carmela's Dig at a Wig. When the big day is finally here, you take a jerk and work to turn them around. You show them their life and you hope for the switch. And when it goes off without a hitch, this Christmas train is party bound. Well, does anybody have anything else they want to say? I think this movie had a lot of really great 
concepts and ideas. I think it just was too much for one movie. Yes, I agree with that. You guys need to open your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Make it a fucking make it a fucking series. Right. We'll do it all. Limitless pill. You know what I mean? Truly, though, make it a series and take us through each Scrooge and their journey. Like, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. Well, actually, I won't watch this, but (laughs) I would love that for my friends. Like, I would love that for y'all. I'm just saying, operate with more than 10% of your brain power, and you can catch all these plots at once. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. I think think we caught them. (laughs) We had no, we had no choice. They were there. We all, just, they were all there. Run back. <laughs> Catch me skinning them and frying them up and serve them with kale chips. Kale. Kettle. Oh, kale chips. Mm. Who wants to play a game? I do. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on. All right, everybody. So, long-time listeners may know, or first-time listeners may know, because my dear friends couldn't stop talking about it. (laughs) We've done Christmas Carol movies before. And so to play on that, we're going to do a Christmas Carol game that we've done before, but with a little twist. I tasked my fellow cinephiles. I gave them a day. Yesterday, I asked them to create their own Christmas Carol movie. The only stipulations I had was that in this new movie, they could use whatever plot they wanted, whatever setting. They could cast anybody and anything. But three of the actors in the movie had to be from the three previous Christmas Carol movies we've done before. So I needed an actor from Spirited. I needed an actor from A Muppet Christmas Carol. And I needed an actor from Scrooge. Really open, open-ended prompt here. Okay. Then I, I just needed three actors... One from each of the three movies we've done. They could be a very small part. Okay. As long as they're in it. Great. I was. I also opened the floor for bonus points. Characters from any Christmas Carol iteration ever. Ones we haven't covered even on the podcast. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 So, Rashawn, you seem to be the most secure <laughs> with what you wrote down. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go first. Oh, fuck. Let these two maybe <laughs> work out any kinks they may have had. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And that's it. That's the game. I'm going to judge at the end which one I want to see the most. Okay. That's it. That's straight up. That's the game. What do you got for me, Rashawn? So I have set this version of A Christmas Carol at the revival of VH1 Divas Live. Oh, my God. <laughs> go. Ooh. In this story, our... Scrooge is played by none other than the incomparable Vanessa Williams, who okay. starred in A Diva's Christmas Carol. That's uh, cool. She is our Scrooge. She's the main event of this Diva's Live, and she is a nightmare. Obviously, she's played this part before. She's also done Ugly Betty, Desperate Housewives. She knows how to play a diva, um, and everyone around her is terrified of her, but they have to pull this show off. Um, So, of course, Christmas Carol happens. She goes to her dressing room after she's chewed everyone out and she's visited by the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And also Jacob Marley, of course. Those characters are played by Octavia Spencer from Spirited. I love it. Jasmine Guy from A Different World. And a Scrooge-themed episode called For Whom the Jingle Bell Tolls. Incredible. We love Whitley. Martin <laughs> Lawrence from an episode of Martin titled Scrooge. And Alfre Woodard from the movie Scrooged. And then Tiny Tim in a small little cameo as this put-upon PA is played by none other than Frank Oz from A Muppet Christmas Carol. And of course, the movie ends with a huge musical number with all these divas on stage, decked out in beautiful, decadent gowns, a huge Christmas tree on stage, and a fantastic finale. And that is VH1, a divas live Christmas Carol. <laughs> Absolutely. That was really strong, Rashad. 
was you got very a lot good. of you you pulled out a lot of bonus points with those iterations. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie, that was really strong. Thank you, Mel. Did you uh, work out your kinks? One second. One, <laughs> one second. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you thirty seconds. I was really down with what I had, but you I, can roll the dice too and just let it rip. Okay. If it's good enough, rules are meant to be broken. You're just going to have to hear it from the rest of them. Okay. My plot is in Cuffed Headquarters. What's What headquarters? Cuffed. C-U-F-F-E-D Headquarters. Is that like... You're about to find out, baby. So Scrooge is played by the one and only James Earl Jones. And his brother Marley both run this company, who's played by Bill Murray. They're running this multi-million dollar company, Cuffed, where it should be easy to get cuffed, not only during cuffing season, and it's guaranteed. Of course, cuffing season, if you guys don't know, I know you're, you're, you've been married forever, cuffing season starts at the end of October and it goes through February 14th. So yes, these are pivotal months for Cuffed, but it's also the start of all of the great holidays. So cuffing season being their busiest season, late October through February 14th, Scrooge isn't letting any of his employees get any time off or even a Christmas bonus. If love doesn't get time off, why should you? I mean, that's a great line. I mean, we have Bob Cratchit played by Jonathan Groff. He's this bumbling, he's been working for the company for this this company's been running for a while now, we would say like past 10 to 15 years. And he's risen to the top, but not quite to the very top. And he's like, what else can I do? I barely see my wife. I've been working myself to the bone for this cuffed headquarters. He asked, is there any way I can just get Christmas Eve off to see my family? And he said, no. Because what do I always say? If love doesn't get time off, why should you? He leaves. He knows that he has to come back the next morning. While James is turning off all the lights in the headquarters, he gets visited by his three ghosts, his past, Johnny Depp, his present, Emma Thompson, and his yet-to-come, Tilda Swinton. What is the budget on this movie? <laughs> Um, it's kind of like the the spirited budget. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs wigs. Oh, but is that it? That's it. Is there a Muppet Christmas Carol character in there? I was gonna switch out Tilda for a hood Kermit because I thought. <laughs> 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 Do you mean Constantine from Muppets Most? <laughs> Whatever Kermit when he's wearing the hood. That's from That's not even Kermit. <laughs> well, imagine it's Kermit in a Christmas carol, but he's wearing a hood because he's, you know, death. <laughs> Do you? Uh, he's got the finger. Yeah, he's just got the long green finger. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Scrooge having a good catchphrase. That's some that's some points right there. Thank you. All right. Wait, did you have anybody from Spirited in there? No, remember when I said I didn't quite get the assignment in there? I thought you maybe missed one. No, I took one from the three that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling out these stars and I was like, <laughs> I was like James Earl Jones. You know what is crazier is that when I was writing my list, I had to Google did Johnny Depp was Johnny Depp in a Christmas Carol at any point because I feel like he would be, and it was already a Google search, so I'm not too far off. Okay, I could see it. All right, Lacey, what you got? The year is 2022. Modern, okay. Inside an empty, old, broken-down movie theater, upon a tattered and torn, redded chair, sits Joshua Vetter, feet propped up on the seat in front of him. On the screen, 
Paul Rudd can be heard with that charming smirk in his voice saying, I love you, man. I love you, man. Josh grumbles along as he shoves a handful of stale popcorn into his mouth. Bullshit. The lights flicker. The projector sputters out. Josh is plummeted into darkness when he hears a familiar voice. Bill Murray is sitting beside him, taking handfuls of popcorn from his popcorn bucket. And he tells Josh that because of his poor decisions in movie making, he has ruined his friendships and his relationships all the way through his life. And that tonight he will be visited by three very important ghosts. The first ghost to visit him is the ghost of Christmas past, which is played by Mella. (laughs) (laughs) Mella takes Josh back to a 1997 Fairmont, Minnesota to premiere video where she got the name right. Hold on. Where Mella (sighs) judges shows Josh and his best friend, Taylor, walking straight past Not Another Teen Movie and going straight to the video game section. Mellis shows Josh right there that that is where their friendship collapsed. The next ghost to visit Josh is the ghost of Christmas present, Rashawn. <laughs> Rashawn. You made it, Rashawn. Takes Josh I sign off on this. to... Our group viewing of Halloween ends. (laughs) And as the trailers start to roll before the movie, Rashawn shows Josh texting Taylor and asking him what he's up to. Taylor says, oh, nothing. Me and Theo are just watching Kermit Miss Piggy singing Upside Down in Muppet Treasure Island. What are you doing? And Josh says, I'm about to watch this fucking movie. (laughs) Rashawn Shows Josh that is where their friendship collapsed. The third ghost to visit Josh is none other than his loving wife, Lacey. The ghost of Christmas future. She takes him to a movie theater in 2023. (laughs) Josh and Lacey stand on one side of the theater in front of the Oppenheimer movie sign. With Killian Murphy in front of all of the smoke and mist. And on the other side stand Mella and Rashawn in front of the Barbie movie Barbie. poster that now has a full cast in, in it, which includes Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah, and the entire cast of the Barbie film on the poster. And in that moment, Josh has a decision to make. Does he choose cinema or does he choose his friends? Ooh. I guess you'll have to watch the movie to find out. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, and it's called uh, The Christmas Vetter instead of The Christmas Carol. Cute. Not the... Maybe wouldn't have ended with that. So here's the thing. Josh... Rashawn, uh, Mella, you had the least amount Christmas Carol character or actors in your movie. I have Mufasa. Correct, but you had Mufasa. <laughs> Rashawn, you had the most, but not by much, because Lacey did something very sneaky, right? Very quick interjections of Kermit, Miss Piggy. I liked that a lot. Um, post, I never said you know Will Ferrell had to be a character. I just said he'd be, he had to be in it. Even if he's on a poster. But Lacey used the Scrooge and Marley from a different Christmas Carol. From Fairmont High School's 2007 I'm so production <laughs> of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> and for that, for the usage of Ebenezer Scrooge, Josh Vetter, Jacob Marley, Taylor Burgraff. <laughs> Lacey wins. I cannot believe this. 
be for us. I was dropping hints in the thread. Anytime I said you can use any iteration of Christmas Carol, I made sure made sure to underline it, asterisk it, really emphasize it, because that's exactly any. I what did. I, what am I driven by, if nothing else? Ego. <laughs> Making Bill Murray your Marley? Come on. Come on. Would have been easy to make Taylor my Marley again. Easy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I won by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Put her on Instagram. Put her on Instagram 24 hours. Leave Mel is out. Mel, you got last. Mel, you got last. I'll change it to Hood Kermit if you want. Again. <laughs> Okay, where's the spirited representation? Instagram, 24 hours from the release of this episode. Who does the People's Choice Award go to? Our holiday dropped is up right now. We can't. <laughs> you could just do it in the stories. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm not. I'm sorry, listeners, but I'm not leaving it up to you. I fucking won. <laughs> I fucking won. Okay, but like, mine was good. Yours was incredible. I still fucking won. <laughs> Some timeline discrepancies. I don't know if Taylor and I knew each other in 1997, but... Well, I just took a swing. What is fourth grade? How old are you? Uh, Nine and ten. So So 2000. Okay, so I lose. Rashawn wins. No, 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 no. Well, why are you trying to make me feel bad now that you told me I won? Now you're picking me apart. Just let me win. Because I have to have the biggest ego. (laughs) Have you you do, babe. You do. Yeah. Don't fear the monster that you just built, Lacey. You did this. <laughs> Congratulations, Lacey. Congratulations, Thanks. Lacey. That was Congrats. genius, and I'm very upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrapping things up, it seems that we can come to the conclusion that Spirited has some really cool ideas on how to change up the Christmas Carol formula. Mm-hmm. The ideas are cool. Patrick Page is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yeah. And the twist on the Tiny Tim storyline was crazy. Absolutely nuts. Bonkers. <laughs> one, one, one more pass over the draft. A little bit. <clears throat> Great. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. So who can give me... The fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's movie, Ryan Reynolds, to one of the stars of next week's movie, Edward Norton. Oh, I think I got it. Damn. Jesus. I have to remember what the movie's called. Oh, no. What is it called? Oh, no. If it's the same one I'm thinking about, I think I have it too. But You go ahead then, because I don't know what no. it's called. Who is in it? Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Oh, never mind. <laughs> what is that movie called? Oh, The Lost City. Lost no! City. Okay. Rashawn, well, Rashawn, you go first though, since you have No, because I think I'm very wrong, so that's okay. Lacey? Matthias from Mel. Edward Norton was in Fight Club with Brad Pitt, who was in The Lost City with Sandra Bullock, who was in The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Another Lacey two for two. Wow. And three, bitch. She's been finishing the year off quite strong. Strong. <laughs> I love you, Rashawn. I love you, too. Any thoughts on Tracy Morgan before we go? Oh, he was... I just love him. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, make, make a movie about him. Put <laughs> Tracy Morgan in more movies. Yeah. Great. So that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, liked and subscribed and rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, iHeart. I'm sure there's like 20 apps that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Might be using it. Rate us. And if we're not on there, let us know. Do you know how you could let us know? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We will see you in your dreams tonight. Happy holidays. When we. Yeah, let's quick before we go. Who's who? Shotgun, um, the one that's sitting on the food. Present. Yep. I feel like I'm past. 
Present is like the party usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Lacey, that fits her past. So basically, between Rashawn and I, who is Marley? I think. And who is yet to come? I think. Rashawn's Marley. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rashawn is Marley. And Does you're. I just stop talking. You? Yeah. Yeah, cut it. Cut him off. Cut him off. Ah, uh, we better switch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.